Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, your weekly podcast where we take a deep dive examining knowledge, philosophies, wisdom and insights to help you to lead, manage and coach in football, sports and life. Leader Manager Coach is presented by Rob Riles. Rob is a qualified coach with a League Managers Association qualification and a science and medicine background. He has worked in the football industry in Europe, USA and Africa at international, premiership, league, non-league and grassroots levels with World Cup and European Championship experience. Hello and welcome to the very first edition of Leader Manager Coach. This is a brand new podcast brought to you by myself, Rob Riles, and in an exciting weekly programme, we're going to be bringing you all the up-to-date, relevant information, inspiration, knowledge, wisdom, and absolutely tons of great content all about the subject of leading, managing and coaching, specifically in football, whether that's the beautiful game at grassroots level, league level, premiership level, at international level, or at any other level that you uh, you may decide or are involved in or are partaking in as a player, as a coach, as a manager, as a supporter, as a fanatic of the game. So what's behind it? Well, as I said, my name is Rob Riles. I've been one of those fortunate people who've been able to have, if you like, his profession and his passion combined. And I've been able to work in pro football in many different levels of football during my career. And one of the things that I've been absolutely passionate about and one of the things that's absolutely grabbed me since I was as young as I can remember is the leadership skills of the people who managed to bring out the great traits in teams and individuals, the great managers, the great leaders, the great coaches. And in the next few episodes, and I hope this is going to extend to many, many episodes, we're going to be talking about many, many things to do with leading, managing, coaching. And although it's very, very relevant to the world of football or the beautiful game, it also has lots and lots of connotations for other sports, for leadership, for management, and for coaching in other areas of life. So I hope you're going to really enjoy this and I hope you're going to come on a journey with me. This isn't me talking about what I've done, thinking I've got all the answers. This is me engaging in a process whereby I'm excited to share all the information, all the knowledge, all the inspiration, all the things I've read, all the things I've, I've managed to glean from some of the great people that I've worked with and all the information I've got from different books and, and, and studying this, that and the other and listening to to other podcasts and interviews and sharing that and doing a deep dive into the subject in a way that I believe hasn't been done up to now. And it's something I'd like to use as a platform to share because it's something I'm very, very passionate about. And I know that there are many, many people out there, men, women, adolescents, some of us over in the old age group who are interested in this subject. And I hope very, very much that you're going to find something that's going to uh, float your boat or light your fire in the coming episodes. I hope you're going to stay with me. I hope you're going to join me. And I'm going to provide you with some great, great content. So what have we got coming up in the next number of episodes? Hopefully we'll have some, as I say, phenomenal content. I'm looking forward to being able to bring you a number of real key interviews with some people that I really admire who are going to be able to share some great information about what they've done in the game and some of their ideologies, some of their experiences. I'm going to be sharing information from various sources. And one of the things I'm absolutely passionate about and have been passionate about for a long, long time is reading. I'm one of those people who have got a house full of books 
and sometimes I get criticized for that but it's something I've hung on to and um, what I want to do to, to kick off is I want to share with you some information from a book called Mastery. Now this book called Mastery is a little tiny book it's 160 pages long and it's subtitled the keys to success and long-term fulfillment and i think the key words in that are long term i don't know about you but the way that the world is these days the 21st century world we work in i'm sure you've got all everybody's got an iphone or a, something of a similar elk everybody's got a computer maybe you haven't maybe you access the internet via via another way but We've all got this access to, or seemingly we've all got this access to, sometimes we take it for granted, but we've got this, this access to inf information, um, more information than we've ever had available to us, more information than we had last week, last month, last year, and it's there at the touch of a button. And as soon as the internet goes down or as soon as Wi-Fi doesn't, doesn't work or we've lost the Wi-Fi passcode, then the telephone lines uh, or the internet message boards or maybe not if you can't get on the internet become blocked and jammed with people making complaints that's how important information is to us and in this 21st century world of mastery this book when I first came across it stood out as an absolute beacon of light and I want to take a little bit of a deep dive into it and share some of the things that George Leonard who is a phenomenal guy who um, has written a number of books one of them entitled the way of Aikido and Aikido for, for anybody who doesn't know is a, I believe is a Japanese art form of self-defense where you utilize the energy and the movements of your opponent to overcome them. And this book called Mastery, which I believe was written in the 1990s, George Leonard, who is an Aikido master, talks about the war on mastery. And what he, he means by that is he talks about how the world is so set up with instant gratification, microwave meals, uh, kettles that boil within 30 seconds, the ever-increasing speed of transport and instant results whereby we are absolutely conditioned neurologically. We are conditioned hormonally to get frustrated beyond belief when we don't achieve success or results or get things happening in a really, really quick period of time. And I certainly recognize that. I don't know about you. And it's something that I think, as George points out, it's something that we, you know, we need to address because real success, real achievement and happiness, if you like, and, and achieving things in life don't come instantly. And it's, as George Leonard points out, the way the world is and the way that the advertising portrays the achievement of things is essentially a war on mastery. And I love the way that he puts that. Now, in the book, uh, George Leonard talks about the three key personality types that we can all migrate towards that will take us away from achieving what it is we want to achieve. And now, if we are talking about the acquisition of a sports skill, whether that's tennis or golf or cricket or whatever it is you like, I know we're talking about football essentially here and whether you're practicing free kicks or corners or you're doing... Uh, 1v1s, defending, in possession, out of possession, creating 2v1 situations, whatever it is in your game that you're looking to perfect, whether it's as a coach, you're working with your young players or you're trying to get your players to, to work together as a unit. That process, if you're involved in it, as you know, 
can take hours and hours and hours and hours. And anybody who has achieved anything in life, in sport, will tell you that those processes do take hour after hour after hour after hour. And George Leonard talks about the three personality types. And he talks about these three personality types that we can all migrate towards. And he calls them the dabbler, the obsessive, and the hacker. And he goes on to describe the dabbler. So the dabbler is somebody who gets involved, but doesn't stay at it or doesn't stick at it and is, is all enthusiastic at the beginning. But as soon as it, the enthusiasm wanes slightly or a little bit of a better offer comes along or something just comes in the way, which inevitably it will, then the effort drops off and obviously the uh, in- incremental improvement drops off and um, is on to the next thing. So that's the dabbler. So we dabble in something instead of getting involved, getting on the path, getting on the vehicle and sticking with it through thick and thin. Then George talks about the obsessive. This is the, the, the guy who, or the lady who jumps in, is totally enthusiastic, stays behind, goes the extra mile, buys all the kit, and wants to know the ins and outs of this, the ins and outs of everything, and is totally, totally obsessed by it. But it doesn't last. And then once the actual process of practice then needs to be the major focus then the obsessive doesn't achieve results because it hasn't got that falling in love feeling. It hasn't got that, wow, that brand new. And then the person's onto the, onto the next thing and, and, and developing their obsession onto, or projecting their obsession onto something else. And finally, he talks about the hacker. And at least with the hacker, the hacker stays on the path. But the hacker doesn't have a focus. The hacker is somebody who's happy to turn up you know, most of the time, maybe not every single time, but now and again, and actually isn't really that bothered about achieving results, but perhaps enjoys the company, perhaps enjoys the social side of it and gets into a little bit of a habit. They learn to, to accept the comfort of, of what it is they're doing, but they're in a comfort zone and they're not pushing themselves. So they're actually just, you know, chipping away, chipping away, chipping away without actually really practicing the way that Leonard talks about practice. So in his book, he talks about the dabbler, the obsessive and the hacker, which at times we can all show those kind of personality traits. And Leonard talks about the process of mastery as something that is a mysterious process. He calls it a mysterious process that is at first difficult. So he talks about that difficulty that we first get into something. And when we try something new, we all get that embarrassed feeling where actually we can't coordinate or it looks easy and you try and do something the first time you think wow this is so so difficult and then as we progress it slightly becomes easier and he talks about the slow progression towards getting a little bit easier and then the pleasurable process by which through practice we get better and better and better and better and not only is that something that's akin to acquiring a new skill it's in the process of life it's absolutely about everything It's how newborn babies learn to develop all their skills, their linguistic skills that now we all take for granted. And then he goes on to talk about the five key processes that are involved in mastery. And he talks about instruction. Number one, instruction. Getting the very best instruction you can get. So whether that's through a book, that's through the words written on a page, that's through a mentor, that's through a coach, that's through videos, that's through getting some information off the internet, or it's sharing information with a group of people, whereby you get the best instruction possible so that your guidance system 
is as good as it can possibly be. Now, if you haven't got a guidance system, then you do the best you can. But he talks about the importance of getting a great mentor if possible. And then he comes on to the practice itself, which is essentially turning up day after day or week after week and month after month and just doing the practice so that it's falling in love with the process. It's falling in love with the plateau of the practice whereby you practice, you practice, you practice, and you practice. What for? For practice's sake. And eventually that process of loving the plateau, of practicing for practice's sake, embeds those skills, embeds those neuronal processes, those neuromuscular changes that occur in our bodies so that we develop the new skill that it is we're looking to acquire. And number three, he talks about surrender. And I love this, surrendering to the process. So it's not about having this goal in your mind and where this goal completely obsesses you and and you are obsessed by it so much so that the process is a frustrating one. It's surrendering to the process of practice so that you are almost happy in your work, so that by surrendering, you're not in that level of anxiety. I need to achieve this. I need to get that. We need to get the other. Need to do this. Need to do that. Need to do the other. Where we've all been, it's surrendering to the process and knowing deep down in your heart that surrendering to that process will get you to that end point. And I absolutely love that. Number four, he talks about intentionality. And this is a little bit like the balance between knowing what it is you want, knowing what it is and where you want to be and having a vision, if you like, so that you have an intention to achieve something from following that process. But at the same time, not allowing that thought process to destroy the process of the practice. So rather than it being a goal or a demand, it is an intentionality. So when we get up in the morning, we have an intentionality to to actually have achieved something by the end of the day. But at the same time, we go through, we have that balance whereby we allow ourselves to go through the process of the day. And he talks about doing that in maybe that 120 minute practice session that you have organized every day. So the intention is in this practice session, I'm going to take steps towards being able to land the ball in the second six yard box from the corner flag in an out swinging corner. And I'm going to go through the process and I'm going to hit, for example, 90 corner kicks or 120 corner kicks or however many it is or penalty kicks or cross turns or whatever it is you want to do or speeches or whatever it is that you're doing but having that intentionality is important and number five he talks about what he calls the edge and just a little aside Joey Barton's got a brand new podcast out at the moment called The Edge which has been absolutely fantastic so thanks for that Joey and if you're into your football you're into leadership and you want to hear some great content have a listen to Joey's podcast The Edge it's fantastic but in The Edge George Leonard's talking about that point whereby as Jordan Peterson so greatly puts it that line between order and chaos 
and order is when you can do something, you know how to do it, you've mastered it, you've got it sorted. And just a little bit further on is the chaos where you can't control things, the ball's going astray, you're under pressure. And some of the great coaches talk about aiming for that incremental improvement whereby you stretch yourself to that 4 or 5% beyond what it is you can actually achieve. If you start trying to stretch yourself 10, 20, 30%, that's when you get anxiety and get stress and breakdown and injury and failure and disappointment. So working on the edge is that 4 to 5% that is reckoned to be by some of the great coaches the ideal to aim for, that stresses you enough and stretches you enough, but just allows you to start to hit that little bit of success without creating dangerous situations where you're so far out of your depth. You know, it's no good if you're just starting the boxing and, um, you know, you, you decide to step in the ring with somebody who's been in the ring professionally for, for six years, you're going to get into trouble. So there we have those five steps, the great instruction, the practice itself, the surrender to the practice, the intentionality and, and the edge. And George Leonard talks about taking some tools on the journey with you, which I'll let you find out those for yourself uh, in the book. I can't recommend this book enough. It's called Mastery. It's by George Leonard. You could read it in a day, but it will change the way that you see life if it hits you the same way as it, as it hit me. I, I think it's absolutely phenomenal. He talks about rhythms and a focus on the way that we all do things in life. And for me, one of the big things in developing players is that since I did uh, most of my, my coach education, which I still do coach education, but when I, when I did the, a great bulk of my coach education, we talked about practice and practice and practice and practice and mastery and, and, and this kind of thing. And I think since then there's been a swing away from that where we get into this philosophy of allowing the game to be the teacher. Well, it's a great philosophical debate and I think this is one we can open up and I'm going to stick my neck on the line here and say that it's okay having the game be the teacher because the game will teach you. Undoubtedly, the game will teach you because being involved in and experiencing the game will teach you things. However, if you are unable to execute certain things because you have not mastered those processes, first of all, in a controlled environment, unopposed environment, and then built up that challenge over a, over a slow incremental period of time where you can actually achieve a certain execution of a skill, then all the, all the teaching in the world from the game will just end up being a stress, in my opinion. But it's a great debate, and I'm sure we can, we can talk about that more at length. So that's my first recommendation and on um, podcast number one it's mastery it's george leonard the keys to long-term success the key to success and long-term fulfillment so we've got lots more to come say so we've got some great interviews coming up i'm going to share with you some chapters from a book that i've written and i wrote this book at the request of um, a real real great coach who wanted to know more about this subject and it's something I'm looking forward to sharing with you. So thanks for listening. It's been great sharing with you and I look forward to catching up with you again soon. Bye-bye.